Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, welcome to A New Winter, Cults and Culture, and this is a new format called Trailer Trash, where we'll be looking at trailers and talking about them. A lot of these I'll be seeing for the first time, and I will give you my immediate reaction and any kind of info that I know about it from behind the scenes. So let's get started, and there's a lot going on at uh, this San Diego Comic-Con, mostly Marvel stuff, and we'll come to that, and we'll talk about some of the news as well, or some of that. But um, there are a few highlights that I was really looking forward to, and one of which was It Chapter 2. And for those who follow my Instagram, at a new winter, you'll know that I've actually already seen this trailer, but I've only seen it once. So let's give it another listen and see what we think about it afterwards. Nice. So that was it, chapter two. Uh, first reactions is very good. I think it's um, looking pretty cool. Uh, I like how, um, I think the only problem really is that I'm not quite sure 100% about the cast. Um, when it was announced, I was like, okay, that's quite cool. James McAvoy, etc. But looking at it in the flesh, I'm now not so sure. And also, I really loved it the first year, and I thought that was actually my film of the year for that year. And part of it was that Stranger Things, um, Goonies, you know, kid sensibility, um, where they're put under like a, they're put against an enemy or, you know, an obstruction obstacle that's far more powerful and bigger than themselves. And they're able to kind of, you know, negotiate it and try and defeat it. When they're adults, that feels like all that stuff's a little bit lessened. Um, the danger element is kind of minimised. And also it doesn't really play on those childish 
or like you know those fears you have as a child um it doesn't really feel that scary i mean child endangerment basically is, is part is part of you know the it appeal he's going around you know killing kids essentially so yeah i don't know as i was watching that, i was worried that maybe that not fearful element but the kind of high stakes element of it uh, might not be might not be as involved as it was in the first film but saying that i think the scares by the looks of it look pretty good and that's what really made the first film so great is it was very creative with the way it used horror and scare techniques and it wasn't just jumpy it was had jumps but it was still like disturbing at the same time and it had great imagery and uh you know the penny pennywise um is its own thing i mean people love the 1990 version of it the tv one and i haven't seen it for a millennia it feels like but it was um it, it was good but it, i don't remember thinking this is great it does feel like a tv movie and yeah so i'm hoping that this is going to be a really good one it looks it looks cool i think it looks great um so yeah i'm quite excited for this film i like the fact that you see Pennywise almost as a human and you see like the cuts on his face that kind of mimic the paint that he has across his eyes that's quite interesting so I don't have to give a bit of background I did read the book but I read it so long ago that I hardly remember anything about it I mean there's one point where like the the girl in it when they're kids like has sex with each one of them or something weird it's strange it's really weird if you're not aware of that then um yeah it's probably best to kind of keep that at the back of your mind and try and slowly push it out and forget about it as you're watching it. But yeah, that does happen in the book, if I remember rightly. So yeah, I think it's quite an exciting uh, film and I'm looking forward to it. And I'll probably review it as well and uh, put it up on here. So let's go to the next one, which I'm quite looking forward to, which is the Picard trailer, Star Trek Picard. Let's have a look. Have you ever been a stranger to yourself? Many, many times. Nearly two decades ago, Commander Data sacrificed his life for me. These past few years, I really tried to belong here. But it never truly felt like home. Do you know who I am? Everything inside of me says that I'm safe with you. Admiral, I have encountered a woman. She came to me for help. <laughs> okay, so Picard. That was weird. Um, data's got fat. <laughs> it's a fat data. Um... Yeah, that was really strange, but okay, that's nice. I liked Data. Um, for me, he was probably the most interesting aspect. Him and Picard, actually, were the most interesting aspect of Star Trek and The Next Generation. And I should say that I actually came to Next Generation quite late. I remember it was always on TV when I was a kid, um, and I never really watched it. It was always like there were bits and pieces, and I always thought, oh, Star Trek is a bit... Um, it kind of I was more Star Wars than Star Trek. I didn't like the... But the idea of its uniforms and it's like all this kind of, you know, an army in space almost, which I know is not what it is, but like it felt very clean. And I liked the kind of dirty grubbiness of Star Wars more. But it was funny when I 
had my first child, I actually thought, you know what, I'm going to sit and watch basically the entirety and binge watch Star Trek Next Generation. And I don't know if anyone's actually done it before, but the first, the first two, three series are tough. They're tough, a tough watch. And then, you know, like any of these like long, um, multiple season, uh, you know, uh, series, it gets a bit better and finds its groove kind of around the halfway mark. And it, I, to be honest, I didn't, towards the end as well, I still thought it was pretty good. It goes off on one and they're a bit like Twilight Zone in the sense of they each has its own like standalone story and some are bigger arcs that have crossover multiple episodes. But I thought it was pretty good. And the, but the one saving grace of it is Jean-Luc Picard and, um, you know, Patrick Stewart. And so the fact that he's back as that character it's great. It does feel a little bit like Logan, which is weird because obviously Patrick Stewart was in Logan um, in a sense that, oh, you've got a, there's a special girl and she's powerful or something like, and I'm not really sure what the connection will, will be. I don't know if she's supposed to be, she's like, oh, I feel safe with you. Um, everything in my being makes me feel safe. So maybe she's connected, maybe she's related to him. I don't know. Or she's a made up of parts of uh, data or something like that. Or, I don't know, maybe she's like part Borg or something like that. There's a big Borg cube that seems to be under construction, like another Death Star, but bigger, which is a bit lame if you ask me. So I don't really like the way it's shot either. Um, if you look, there's some of that kind of J.J. Abrams style, jilty uh, camera Dutch angle, they call it. Um, which means that you kind of you've swiveled the camera slightly, turned it on its axis so that um, it's not straight, it's not perfectly um, horizontal. Uh, so I don't like that, and it's a style that's been you know JJ Abrams used it on the first Star Trek. Every fucking <laughs> scene, every single shot felt like it was you know Dutch. Um, so I don't think. I don't really like the way it's... I mean, like, Next Generation is all just TV. Like, everything's, like, you know, brightly lit. It's all studio and, you know, it's very flat. So I know it's supposed to be, you know, a more modern take, but didn't really engage me in that sense. I just enjoyed seeing Picard being Picard. And I know it's got that Star Trek uh, Voyager woman in it who is part Borg. Not, I never watched it, so I haven't watched any of Voyager, so I don't know... I recognise her as being like the hot Borg lady, but I guess that's a bit of fan service, which is nice. Um, and yeah, I'm worried because I really didn't like uh, Discovery, the new one that's on Netflix at the moment. I think it's CBS in America, but I might be mistaken. But yeah, we just have it on uh, Netflix over here. And I didn't really like it. And I watched the first series and I haven't watched the second one. And I know they're talking about the third, but it wasn't for me. Um, and I've got a feeling that this might be more like that. I like the idea that he's like the old mentor on what looks like a, like a, not a um, enterprise ship or anything like that. Not part of Starfleet. It looks like it's a little bit more like a Star Warsy kind of ship. And I'm just saying that because it's darker and they, they're not wearing uniforms. So interesting. Yes. Excited. I'll, I'll hold back a little bit. I think if I see another trailer, um, I might get a bit more geared up for it, but I want it to be like Logan a little bit, like that kind of character study, someone who's kind of reflecting back on what they've done, the mistakes they've made, also the good points, how they maybe they're a bit disenfranchised and now they're trying to like 
they don't realise like the good they did um, from the world, from the universe, really, you know, for the timeline. So I think that could be an interesting angle to play, but I'm not sure if they're going to go down that route and if it's more they're trying to do like another discovery thing. Not sure. So next up, we're going to look at the trailer for Top Gun Maverick. 30 plus years of service. Combat medals, citations. Only man to shoot down three enemy planes in the last 40 years. Yet you can't get a promotion, you won't retire. Despite your best efforts, you refuse to die. Okay, so Top Gun Maverick. Um, I don't know what I don't know what it's about. <laughs> it was a, sh- a few shots. It was like someone did a homage to the first Top Gun. It was him on a motorcycle, being told what a rebel he is. And I, I imagine that's because he still wants to, you know, fly a jet and he doesn't want a desk job. Um, and it was just a lot of cool shots of fighter jets, which I imagine is what people are going to kind of go for. A lot of very cheesy eighties style. Um, stuff, you know, topless men and people um, having a laugh, playing piano and drinking and things. And it seems to be tonally very much like the first Top Gun film, which is fine, and which is why people were going to go to see it in the first place. Um, and it looks like maybe he's doing some space stuff, so maybe he becomes like a weird test pilot or something for some kind of space thing. I don't know. Top Gun in space. But overall, I think that looks pretty pretty bad well I don't know actually I don't know if it does look bad the shots look fun and interesting I like you know what they've done with it I just have no idea what it doesn't tell me anything it's just like here's some cool stuff and maybe that's all it needs um I mean you know you get films like Hobbs and Shaw which do very similar stuff but then I I feel like it's kind of showing me some interaction you know that that whole film Hobbs and Shaw is based around them two characters and the fact that you know, we like them from Fast and Furious and you get to see more of that interaction and that's why you're going to go see the film anyway. But with this, it's like, uh, it's just a Tom Cruise in a fighter jet again, I guess. Um, don't know. So I don't know about that one. Um, it, you know, looks okay visually. I just don't think it's much of a, it's not really a good trailer in terms of getting across what is actually the point of it, um, which is what people are going to be asking themselves when they go to see it in the first place. And it's also like, you know, I come, is it for people like my age? So I'm like, you know, um, I'm 36 at the moment. I remember Top Gun being released and everything. And people saying that it was actually used as a military <laughs> recruitment, <laughs> you know, thing, basically, um, during that time. And I don't know if it's something that people who go to the cinemas now will actually like. And the people who remember it back then will actually want to go out of their way now that they've got families and they work and et cetera. They're not, I don't think, the target cinema-going audience. So it's a bit of a weird film um, to make a sequel of. But let's see. Could be good. So the next one I'm, I'm really looking forward to, and I don't really know why, is uh, the new Terminator Dark Fate trailer. So let's check it out. Last night, I was standing there looking at a monitor. On one camera was Linda Hamilton. And on another camera was Arnold Schwarzenegger. I thought, holy fuck, I'm making a Terminator movie. Okay, let's recapture that tone. 
It's R-rated. It's grim. It's gritty. It's fast. It's intense. Okay, well, that was actually a featurette. Um, it wasn't a trailer. It's kind of a trailer. Um, I don't think it looks that great. Um, when they say things like, it's non-stop, it's you know, white knuckle, it's relentless, I'm like, that doesn't make a good film. <laughs> the point of Terminator 1 and 2 was that it had those moments where it wasn't relentless, when, you know, they're, even though Terminator 1 was a bit non-stop, they had moments where they're just sitting in a car trying to like get their act together and chatting about you know, what happens, what the future holds and the history of it all and the context of it. But, you know, kind of always moving, but it wasn't relentless. And, you know, the second film, when they've got, they go to Mexico or whatever and they have that little downtime and she sees the Terminator playing with, you know, John Connor. You know, that's integral to the whole emotional hook of the film with the thumbs up at the end. I mean, you know, that's the point. That's what makes Terminator 2 work as a movie, rather than just being like, it's action, it's action. People think that the audiences just want bigger explosions, more guns, and all this stuff, and they don't. What they want is that, and maybe you don't even know it, and sometimes there is a case where you do just kind of want things being blown up and stuff, and that's fine, and that there's, you know, there's an audience and there's a market for that, but the things that make a cult movie and the things that make a movie great is the fact that it has an emotional hook it could be small it could be big it could, it doesn't even have to be part of the story it could be something else entirely but it drags you it pulls you in it doesn't drag you in because you know you want to be part of it it pulls you in and it keeps you there and people might be like who knows only terminator but that's why they keep making these other terminators and they don't work so there's no real emotional hook they just play off what they've already built up they become a pastiche a parody of their, their themselves like the last time at Genesis or whatever it was, was just trying to throw in as much Terminator references from the first couple of films like, as much as possible. And how many times can they keep retconning it and going back and doing the same? So when I watch something like that, I'm like, it's cool. They've got Linda Hamilton back. They've got James Cameron on camera and publicly endorsing this film by the looks of it. Um, so good on them, I suppose. But it's nothing I haven't seen before. And, you know, it's the same thing with, like, the argument about Star Wars, which is like, why keep making Star Wars movies? There's nothing, there's nowhere to go on it. There's what more can you do? It's good versus bad. It's a big evil versus a big good. And, you know, it's a universe destroying thing, the ultimate good against the ultimate evil. And it, and it ends and they defeat the bad. And all that the Star Wars trilogy was, was kind of, you know, upping the stakes each time, really. The third one being like the ultimate, essentially, even though the first one was like the Death Star and everything. The third one, there was higher stakes and you knew all these characters and there was a you know bigger story at hand and it was a nice conclusion. But, and that's arguable as well, people might not necessarily agree with that. With Terminator, it's like it was done, the first two movies. First movie, smaller, then they upped it for the second movie. Big, a whole, you know going back in time and trying to do it again but this time it was it, instead of you know killing when he was a baby killing when he was like a still a kid I mean where do you go from that like when he's like slightly older he's not quite a teenager he's like 20 you can't do that because he can fend for himself by that point the whole point is that he's supposed to be fragile and easily killed and then you're getting close to um you know the apocalypse whatever it's called the uh, judgment day and you know and that was the whole point was that it was like looking towards judgment day and the, the big final end of the world and that you couldn't stop it essentially because it was all one big cycle and now this is 
trying to do something different and trying to play on that. And it's like, well, where, where else can you take it? They took it to the future with salvation and it didn't work because it was terrible. Like, just leave it. Just leave it alone. And, you know, I haven't watched Sarah Connor, Cro- Sarah Connor Chronicles, um, but that's supposed to be good. That's Lena Headley as well, I think. And I haven't watched that, but, you know, that, at least that was trying to do something different, I suppose. Not sure. Um, but, yeah, when I see movies like this and it's just explosion, guns. Hey, look, it's a new Terminator. It kind of does what the other Terminators are doing. There's no, like, big, new, surprising Terminator. You're just like, come on. Come on, who are you kidding? For God's sake. So I'm not too fussed about that, I'm afraid. So next up, we're going to look at 21 Bridges. I've no idea what it is. I, all I know is it's got the uh, guy from Black Panther in it. Great. Um, Chadwick Boseman, I believe his name is. So I'm going to have a watch of that and let you know what I think. Again, I know absolutely nothing about it. How many cops? Eight. We're staying 18 years. Why were they here? They responded to a robbery. If you were going to rob 660 pounds of coke, would you drive a BMW two-door to the job? Would you bring just one other guy with you? Would you only take 50 keys? This is either dumb luck... Set up. So yeah, that was Twenty One Bridges. Uh, I hadn't even heard about it before. It's by the Russo brothers. It seemed like I think they produced it. Um, he obviously did uh, the Avengers, the New Avengers, etc. Um, I think it looked interesting. I thought for a second it was a TV series. I didn't realise it was actually a film, which makes me a little bit less excited because I'm thinking, oh, this could be an interesting thing. And when they say about closing Manhattan, I thought, oh my god, is it an Escape from New York thing? Maybe it's still that, I don't know. But it looks a bit more like a thriller, someone out to kill cops maybe, some kind of conspiracy. Fine. Fine. Is it something I'll go to the cinema to see? No. <laughs> um, I can't imagine it's more than your run-of-the-mill thriller. Didn't any, Nothing really about it seemed to like really engage me. Um, the plot didn't feel original. It didn't look like it had any great shots or action didn't look inspiring in any way but it seemed okay so yeah that was a bit of a letdown to be honest um but i wasn't really expecting anything so you know never mind it didn't look completely awful and that's the best you can say for these things sometimes so the next one i'm going to watch is jay and silent bob reboot the red band trader uh, so let's have a look all right you motherfuckers i know you're in there come out right now Ugh, okay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Yeah, um they're fathers now, which they are, I guess. And is that his actual daughter? Because it would surprise me because they did look quite similar. And it's like a mini Jay and Silent Bob. But look, they're women. Okay, not not too... That's not bad. That's not a bad thing. That's quite interesting. But they're in it for like three seconds. So the rest is them trying to get to Hollywood to stop the reboot. Okay, and there's Val Kilman. They've got Ben Affleck and Matt Damon and et cetera, et cetera. And they've got all the all the people... There were kind of jokes in it, I guess. They weren't very funny. And I don't know. Um, I quite like the meta aspect of it. And they went a bit meta, if I remember, with um, Jay and Son of Bob Strikes Back. Which, But again, that wasn't really funny. It was like, it was felt dated by the time it had already been released. And I've got a feeling this is going to be the same way. Um, hopefully they'll get really meta with it. No one really is bothered about cameos anymore, are they? Like, in terms of actual actors... Especially ones from back then, from the you know, as they say at the end of the thing, they're from the nineties. <laughs> is anyone bothered about those people really anymore? Like Matt Damon is still, you know, going strong, I guess. But and Ben Affleck, you know, he was Batman, I suppose, <laughs> for a bit. Um, I just can't see it being. Uh, people don't want Jane and Bob. They're not bothered. Um, but you know, okay, fine. It's it might be funny. Who knows? And. Again, if they go meta with it, I might be really interested to watch it. Uh, but if it's anything like Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, then I will be striking it out of my memory. Um, Red Band Trailer, like nothing, what, they just said fuck? Is that it? Jesus. Uh, so I know there's a lot of stuff. There was like the Walking Dead Season 10 trailer. I dropped off Walking Dead so long ago. I might get back on it. And I read all the comics and all this stuff, which, in my opinion got worse and worse but yeah i can't talk i can't watch that or talk about it because i just haven't haven't watched it fear the walking dead and behind i actually think fear the walking dead has become better where i am at i think i'm on season four i think at the moment and um maybe see maybe towards the end of season three preacher i started didn't like it sorry and i've read the comic books as well and i thought it was much better but I am going to watch the Witcher season one trailer again. I have seen this. I'm going to watch it again because I love the Witcher. Let's see. I remember hearing stories about witches. Is it true what they say? Elves are the original sorcerers of the continent. When humans and monsters arrived. Elves taught humans how to turn chaos into magic. And then 
Right, so The Witcher. I am a big fan of, well, specifically Witcher 3. I tried to do Witcher 2 and I didn't really get very far with it, but um, it's probably Witcher 2 is probably the only game that I couldn't even get past a tutorial of. So that's <laughs> speaking to my lack of ability, maybe. But um, I haven't read the books. I've got the books, actually. I've never read them. But apparently this is based more on the books than it is the game. And I have to say that I think it looks wicked. And I think the people who like Game of Thrones and who liked the White Walker stuff and all this and that kind of more, um, I don't want to say magical, but it is magical, essentially, uh, element of Game of Thrones, um, but with all the kind of drama and relationships and the politics of it all, will really love this. And what is great is that Geralt is a really amazing character, I think, in the terms of he's the ultimate anti-hero. And in the games, for instance, you can play him however, but essentially he just stumbles from place to place, he just kills monsters for money, but he keeps getting wrapped up in these bigger... Um, like narratives this overarching thing and he tries essentially like he does kind of try and do the right thing but you know he's kind of shunned by society because witches are seen as and this is the thing is that a witcher is different from a witch essentially um a witcher has gone through like a, a process and they have like um like i've been like with the yellow cat eyes or something like that and yeah um but Geralt is one of those and he uses magic and things like that i believe he does in the games anyway. But it's very much in that kind of fantasy medieval setting. And I think it looks really cool. Shots look great. Henry Cavill, I think, looks great in it. And I, I know people are a bit unanaring, and so was I. But after looking at that, I think, you know what, he could really do it. I do kind of want him to have a little bit of a beard, though. And I know a lot of the stuff he's clean-shaven and whatever, but I was like, eh, a little bit of a beard would have been nice. But um, that's so subjective and nothing. Overall, I think it's going to be a really great win for Netflix. And I think in the upcoming streaming wars that is going to happen over the next, say, three to five years, um, where there'll be a lot of fallout, Netflix has to really up its game. So with things like The Witcher, they've put their money in the right place. And to get it in as well before the Amazon Lord of the Rings series is a really smart move. And I think if they go for the more darker, scarier more adult, you know, just go that direction, then I think they could really do really well with this series. Yeah, and I think with something like this, they can really win the streaming wars. And I think that it will really help gain new customers, which I know they're always looking to do, and just grow that audience base. And I think this might be one of the ones that will really uh, win it for them. So, yeah, that's The Witcher, uh, the first first trailer. And I think, yeah... If you haven't either, I think you should go play Witcher 3 or read some of the books. I haven't read them, but they're supposed to be good. Um, but yeah, Witcher 3 uh, was probably my game of the year when it came out. And to this day, I still think about it every other day. And yeah, can't wait for this new series. I think it's going to be great. So next up, I am going to have a look at His Dark Materials. Let's see. Gentlemen, there is a war raging right now with the Magisterium. Between those trying to keep us in ignorance and those willing to fight for truth and freedom. Who will stand with me? This kind of heresy is of the highest priority to the Magisterium. I need to know where he's going and what he intends to achieve. Bronk was packing up to leave. You're not leaving! I can't stay! The North is no place for a child. Okay, that looks pretty good. Um, I haven't read the books. I saw the film with Nicole Kidman when it came out. Didn't really get it. Didn't really like it either. 
but this feels a little better. Um, it feels like it's visually more aesthetically pleasing. And to be honest, I think it's got a better um, cast. I think James McAvoy looks good in it. Ruth Wilson is always great. And it's got the girl uh, who I recognised from Logan as well. And yeah, I think maybe they said a little bit too much in terms of making Ruth Wilson immediately bad. Um, because, you know, that kind of ruins it, doesn't it? A bit for it, for anyone who doesn't know anything about it. Um, but overall, I think that looks pretty good. And actually, I might go out of my way to, to watch that. The only thing is I just don't... The polar bear, like... Ugh. Is he a big thing? Is he a big deal in the books or whatever? But just seeing a polar bear in a helmet, it just looks so CG. And I know that's, you know, whatever, but... Ugh. Like that just aspect of it just looks a bit lame. Can't we just keep it with the people or whatever? I don't know. Um, don't they, aren't they the significant others or something? They call them like that. Um, anyway, the next thing I'm going to watch, I'm excited for as well, which is Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. When you look at every little detail in the Dark Crystal, those things are the apex of somebody's art. There's so few people that know how we did it the first time. And we're so old, we don't remember how we did it. <laughs> Everything is hand-sculpted, hand-painted, just an amazing amount of craftsmanship. Yeah, okay. Um, I liked The Dark Crystal when it was originally released. I watched it as a kid a lot. I don't remember anything about it, apart from it being a little bit scary. And it was very slow, if I remember rightly. Um, this looks a lot more action-packed. I like the way they've used... Uh, the same puppets, um, as in like real, real puppets. And obviously it looks like they've been mixing out with CGI stuff. And I think visually I'm interested to see what it looks like separate from the fact that it's attached to Dark Crystal or, you know, that's a new series. I think it's going to look interesting in itself. So, yeah, I'm also looking forward to that one. Um, yeah, I can't really remember what happened in the actual film, but um, I don't think it'll matter, surely. And I think it was a bit of a flop when it came out, if I remember rightly. So, yeah, I'm actually really looking forward to this one and just seeing what, what they'll do with it. So the next one I'm going to watch is Snowpiercer. Let's have a look. Attention all passengers. The temperature outside is minus 119 degrees Celsius. We are six years, nine months, and 26 days from departure. For your personal safety, be prepared to brace. Okay, so I saw the first Snowpiercer film, uh, the one with Chris Evans, um, when it came out, and I thought it was awful. It was dreadful. I hated it, actually, and I thought... I like the idea that there's like a train that's constantly moving, that the survivors of planet Earth are on. And I like there's a lot of political undertones and, you know, social undertones throughout it. That's interesting, I guess. But I don't think this ticks any boxes for me. I mean, I just, I didn't like the film. And it's, what's it going to do that's different, really? I've, I've absolutely no idea. So I believe it's an episodic thing. I think it's a series. I don't think it's a, you know, a remake of the film. Apparently it's plagued with behind-the-scenes problems, whatever. I like Jennifer Connelly, anyway. I don't recognise anyone else, I don't think, in the, in the film. And, um... In the film, in the trailer. But, yeah, I don't think it's going to be anything to write home about. I'll wait, and if people like it, I might watch it. But I just can't. I'll just keep thinking about the Chris Evans one, and it was just dreadful. I hated it. 
So, yes, not not for me, I don't think. Next one is the Watchmen trailer. I'm a big fan of Watchmen. I've been for a while. Um, not the film, the comic. And, yeah, so I'm interested to see what this one's about. Let's have a look. This is a stick-up! Who are you? Who am I? If I knew the answer to that, I wouldn't be wearing a mask. There are people who believe that this world is fair and good. Yeah, okay, so this is a different story then. Um, I'm not sure. I like the way they make it, like, Dr. Manhattan is the... I mean, I guess he's the most famous one of them? I don't know, actually. Like, they made it look as if he was, especially that, you know, that shot at the end where he's picking up the mask and it's his blue hand. You're thinking, oh, shit, Dr. Manhattan. Is it, it, I don't remember him being, like, the be-all and end-all of Watchmen. I know he's supposed to be the most powerful one, but still... Um, yeah, I don't really... What's it What's it about then? Um, is it about, you know, the, the Minutemen? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I thought it looked quite cheap to begin with, to be honest, and towards the end it won me over a bit more, but I don't know if it's something I want to see. Like, I'm all right with Watchmen, to be honest. Do I want to open that door? I'm not not sure. Like, it did its thing. It was fine. They did the movie, which, you know, was kind of faithful, but still, it was like, well, I could have just read the comic again. So maybe it's good this is doing something different, but is it worth a watch? I'm not I'm not 100% sure, to be honest. I don't know. So next, I'm going to be looking at the Rick and Morty Season 4 first look. Glutey, it says here. I love Rick and Morty, so I'm looking forward to seeing this. Let's go. Okay, Glutey, take the app down. Can I take it down? It's your app. I'm just an intern. <laughs> That's not how apps work. Then make it how it works. <laughs> this isn't how making things work works. Get, get it off the server. Y- you think we're stupid, but we're not. We know apps have something to do with servers. The server's on the mothership. Where's the mothership? It's coming. Take us to it. No. Yes, shake it more, Morty. That was working. Take us to the mothership. <gasps> <laughs> yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> That was all right. Kind of centred around one joke, which I actually did find quite funny. Um, I wonder who the voice was for that. Uh, yeah, Rick and Morty, if you haven't seen it already, I really recommend you watch it. The first episode, I was like, what the hell is this? I didn't like it at all. I was just like, so it's a rip-off of Back to the Future then, whatever. And then I just got sucked deep into it. And that sounds weird. That came out wrong. That's what she said. But I'm now, like any Rick and Morty news, I'm all over it. I love the way it uses multiverses and time travel. And, you know, th- there's the idea, you know, infinite universes. So there could be a universe out there, which is exactly the same to this point in time, except I'm wearing a purple hat. That's what it means. <laughs> Everything could have got exactly the same way since the beginning of time, except I'm now wearing a purple hat. And it could go on <laughs> infinitely following the same path as our universe might have. It's just, you know, you have to, it's unfathomable, things like that. And they take that little nugget and they really rinse it dry with the possibilities they could do and they let their imagination run wild. It's very clever and I really like it. So I'm really looking forward to the next series of that. So I think trailer-wise, we're good. I think that's basically it. I think there was a few more other things and a few more animated stuff, but nothing that I have seen or particularly interested in, such as Arrow, um, Supergirl, etc. And that's not really... 
yeah, that's not really my thing. So what else happened? Um, Star Wars uh, 9, The Rise of Skywalker, uh, I think it's called. Um, it's getting a prequel comic miniseries, apparently, which some people are excited about, because, you know, I can understand that. It gives a little bit of context to the film that's about to come out. There's going to be a Walking Dead movie, which uh, is about Rick, um, which is a big deal because he left. Uh, so, you know, okay, great. Edward Furlong is back as John Connor. That's weird, and I really don't know what that's going to look like or if that's going to be something that people want. I mean, like, he looks a state now as well. He's not this, like, cute Leonardo DiCaprio kid that he was. I mean, maybe they've, you know, changed him up a little bit. Uh, they're releasing a Batwoman series. Okay. Uh, sure. Why not? Um, the Avengers game was talked about. Apparently it looks awful. <laughs> so you got that to look forward to. They're going to release two new Halloween movies, Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends which I don't really understand because I don't know if you saw the most recent Halloween. Be like, I believe he died in the basement when they were on fire or whatever, but obviously he never really dies. Okay, I mean, it was all right. It was okay, that film. Um, I might review it at some point in the future, but yeah. Uh, I quite like the... Um, I think the uh, the writers of Avengers Endgame said that they kind of bandied about a few things they were talking about in terms of like Thor's storyline for Infinity War was kind of a bit of a last-minute add-on which, let's be honest, it felt like that as well, didn't it? Uh, there was one point where Thanos was going to um, come back to the present, but with the head of Captain America from 2014 or something. I thought that's quite cool. So in terms of Marvel, uh, we now know there's going to be a Black Widow film. Great, I suppose. It's going to have Florence Pugh, or however you say it, who's in Midsommar that we reviewed recently, and also David Harbour, who's in Stranger Things. So that's exciting, I think. Is it? I'm not sure. I mean, the whole thing with this whole Marvel thing is that I think they've done a little bit too much too soon. I think they should have given it a while because now it's like they've got and here's everything for the next like seven years of your life. And you're like, OK, I, mean, I don't even know. Like Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings got announced. What the fuck is that? I don't know what that is. And Sim- Simi Liu will play Marvel Shang-Chi. Who? <laughs> OK, maybe it'll be good. But I really think, and this is classic Disney, um, I worked for them, um, but it's classic Disney really milking it, really kind of getting every little bit they can out of it. Um, There's going to be a new Blade movie? Sure, why not? And I'm telling you now, the reason why is because Black Panther did so well and it made such a big impression that they were like, well, what else have we got? Uh, You know, with a, a black lead that's, you know, that we can use. And they've done Blade. Fine. Absolutely fine. Thor, Love and Thunder, I like the logo. It's just a bunch of logos at the moment, isn't it? But, okay, fine. Natalie Portman will apparently become the female Thor. I don't know why they've announced that. Like, why even tell us that? Like, to begin, okay, great, fine. They didn't, you know, leave it as a surprise in the film or whatever. Also, and I know there's, you know, there's a female Thor um, comic line, I believe, still going on right now, which is great. It's supposed to be really good. But Natalie Portman is tiny, <laughs> And that's fine, you know, it, uh, that, <laughs> not digging myself in a hole here. Um, but she doesn't strike me as an Asgardian defender or anything like that. Um, especially, and it's not just because of how she physically looks or anything like that. But if I remember rightly, her character is quite demure. And yeah, maybe that'll be part of the story and the narrative that might make it interesting. I don't know. Um, 
but Tai, I, I can't, I've got his name in front of me, but I can't remember what it's called, uh, Taiko Waititi, I think, and really sorry for mucking up the pronunciation, I imagine, of that name, is at the helm again, and I think that's a good thing. Um, I really liked Ragnarok. I think, I don't think it was as amazing as people said, but I enjoyed it, so great. Valkyrie is apparently MCU's first LGBTQ hero, and that's great, and I'm glad they've announced that. Um, but fine. It's, I just thought it was quite interesting because I don't think any, I was trying to think back, thinking, no, it wasn't someone. Well, it, oh, well, no, I guess she would be the first. Um, Disney Plus, uh, Loki series, as you can imagine. Um, they've also got the, you know, Winter Soldier and the new Captain America. Spoilers. Um, Marvel's Eternals was released. Again, don't really know what that is, to be honest. Angelina Jolie, Salma Hayek, Richard Madden, Don Lee, Brian T- Tyree Henry, Kumail Nanjiani. Yeah, so I don't really know what Marvel Tennis is. Maybe it'll be good. They also announced, uh, I think Hawkeye's getting his own TV series as well. Um, and uh, WandaVision, I believe, which is um, the Scarlet Witch and Vision. I guess they're getting the TV series. Um, uh, what If? And again... Th- the what if thing really uh, is annoying. So I have some what if comics basically. And it's all like, what if storm got the power of the Phoenix? Yeah. What if blah, blah, blah. Great. Okay. They're nice one offs, but it's like, is this really MCU stuff? Cause this is like a real like sideline. Like a, it's not Canon. And it's just, it's basically just for nerds to geek out over like what they think would have happened if in another universe where someone else would have got the powers or someone was evil when they're good, but to have it as an actual thing, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's not that, maybe it's something else. Um, and also they've got a Dr. Strange. Apparently it's going to be the first like scary horror Marvel film, uh, which I believe is called the multiverse of madness. God knows, God knows what that's going to be like. Who knows? So it's interesting. They've announced, um, these movies, I think it's a little bit too soon to come out with all, the, all of them at once. It just feels like, oh, do I really care that much? I don't know. So that's all the kind of news from Comic-Con, which is weird because there was no really comic news, was there? <laughs> and that, it doesn't really matter anymore. I think attendance was down, I was listening to somewhere. Um, and that's no surprise. I don't. It's not about comics, and it's just become a platform for studios to make big announcements about you know, their upcoming films. It becomes basically, it's a marketing platform now. It's not really a convention, is it? Yeah. So that was it. I've never been to one. Um, I would, I would like to go, but I don't think I can be bothered. (laughs) And I really am not fussed about being in a room cheering for, you know, cheering for Eternals. Angelina Jolie, I feel like I haven't done anything in about 15 years. Oh, great. Yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait. Um, so that's it really enough of me moaning about how crap everything is uh i think there's some of those trailers look good and you know i'm gonna hold judgment for a lot of it but um yeah they look okay let's see eh? so please uh go and visit us on uh you can visit us on instagram at a new winter or twitter at a new winter it'd be really cool if you could go to patreon.com slash new winter and sign up there we started putting content up there which is exclusive for our patrons and if you want to listen to that stuff, then you have to become a patron as well. 
We've also got a Slack channel, so you can actually talk to us direct. Go to Patreon, sign up. If not, don't worry about it. You can leave a review on your podcast platform of choice. That's also super good. And overall, I just want to make sure that you guys enjoy yourselves and that you enjoy listening to this podcast and me ranting and raving for God knows how long. Um, so, yeah, Trailer Trash, uh, that was, that's a new format. And if you guys hate it, fair enough. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to try and do these every now and then. We'll just sum up um, some of the trailers that have come out recently and see if they're any good. Uh, I like a good trailer. And I go to the movies to make sure that I'm there in enough time to see the trailers because I like the way that they're packaged or what they indicate and don't indicate. So, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone, and see you next time. Bye-bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.